Giants-Jets game this weekend. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm a Jaguar fan. All British people like the Jaguars. Why? Because you keep sending us the Jaguars. You're force-feeding us Jaguar meat. You say Jaguar funny. Hello, all. Come on in. The water's fine. Welcome back to Across the Jags podcast with your host, ATM. This is episode two, the bye-bye-bye week. Um, if you haven't heard episode one, go back, listen to it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, please interact with us on Twitter. Follow, like, share, Across the Jags. Today we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about the AFC through week 10, Jaguar injuries, my boy Blake back in the news. We're going to answer some of your life's questions in the mailbag section. And we're going to finish up with uh, prank calling somebody like we always do on our cat calling segment. Alrighty, first up, we are going to talk about an AFC South check-in. Um, and to help me do this, I'm going to do a little red light, green light. Green light, obviously, obviously meaning good things, going for the team, advantages in the AFC. And then we're going to switch over red light, stop, hold up, we have issues. light stop green light go red light stop green light go red stop green go red light green light now you know all right fantastic so first we're going to start with the colts the colts are five and four uh two and oh in the division green light for them they get jacoby Brissett back they get T.Y. Hilton, um, Devis, Devin Funches is coming off the IR. So they're getting some studs back. They are capable of winning on both sides of the ball. Obviously, we saw how they ran the ball to beat Kansas City. Uh, then they can go right back and they can pass the ball. We've seen that when they beat the Texans. And six of the last eight games for the Colts are against teams with losing records. Um, they've also won three straight against the Texans. They seem to have their number. Texans are leading the division currently. Now, the red light. Well, an issue with the Colts, they're barely getting by when it comes to wins. They are the first team since the 1970 merger to have the first of their each eight games decided by eight points or fewer. So they're not blowing anybody out by any means. They need to get their play They need to get their playmakers back on the offensive side of the ball, which they do have now. Um, Adam Vinatieri, he's been pretty inconsistent for them. He only hurts them in close games, which they have a lot of. So that's a big red light for them. Switching over to the Titans, the Titans are five and five or zero and two in the division. Green light for them, their defense. They still have a chance to win this division. I think they're going to have to beat the Texans two times. Statistically, they have the strongest division in the AFC South. They're only allowing 18.5 points per game. I think everybody else is uh, like 21 plus. They are tied with the Texans for the most takeaways at 14. Uh, so that defense is going to keep them relevant. And then you can add in the Derrick Henry sauce. And they look pretty good, actually. 
Now they're red light. Sacks. They've given up 38 sacks, which is the most in the NFL. Um, penalties are killing them this year. 63 times they've been penalized, which has cost them a total of 637 yards. That's a lot of yards. That adds up for the third most in the NFL. I firmly believe that the sacks are a result of the penalties that's causing these large yardage throwing situations. Um, so obviously, if they clean up the penalties, the sacks may come with that. So we'll see. Dropping down to the lead leader, the Texans. They're 6-3, and 2-1 and one in our division. Obviously, they beat us in London. Not real happy about that. But their green light, obviously they have the two best playmakers in the AFC South in Watson and Hopkins. I still think Watson is an MVP candidate because anytime he's on the field, uh, he's got that ability to make a big play. The remaining schedule is the seventh easiest against offenses, but it's the fifth toughest against defenses. So they are going to need their offensive playmakers to uh, stay consistent and put together a good run here. And the defense should follow behind. Um, a red light. Obviously, J.J. Watt is out for the season, as we know. Uh, their secondary is somewhat obliterated. Well, these guys will be returning from injury. Uh, Bradley Roby, Lonnie Johnson, Jonathan Joseph, and safety uh, to Sean Gibson. These guys are going to have to get healthy, and they're going to have to stay healthy. Finally, we have our Jaguars. Do you guys hear that snippet on the intro? That was uh, that was Rob Riggle asking John Oliver what he thought about the Jaguars. And like he said, all British people love the Jaguars. So I retweeted that if you want to see the interview that's on the Twitter page again across the Jags. So, moving to the Jaguars. Green light. Well, it's going to have to be Nick Foles. Um, he's used to adversity. He's used to leading his last squad to the playoffs, back-to-back -back seasons. Super Bowl championship in there where he was the MVP. Obviously, he's accomplished. He's experienced, so he's seen this stuff and the, the game speed. He understands what it takes to win the big games. Um, now, unfortunately, a red light for the Jags. Our two losses to Houston... We need to figure out how to beat Indy and Tennessee yet. Um, we've lost our last five to six against the Colts, and we've lost our last seven to eight against the Titans, so they have our number there. These are must-win games coming up. But we are going to see exactly what kind of team we have when Nick Foles returns. As we know, he will be the starter. Switching up to some injury news, we have some Jaguars that did not play in the Texans game, but... Given the bye week, they've had some time to uh, get themselves right. So starting off, we have linebacker Jake Ryan with a knee issue. Um, D.D. Westbrook had the neck, shoulder. D.J. Hayden is out for the same reason, neck, shoulder thing. Leon Jacobs battling a hamstring. And Quincy Williams is also battling a hamstring. But Doug Marone did say that all active Jaguars on the roster are practicing this week. So that is a good sign moving forward, meaning that everybody's probably likely to play. Um, on the Colts side of things, they had some injuries as well. 
T.Y. Hilton sat out. Paris Campbell sat out. Um, Jacoby Brissett, he was also out. Now, they're all trending towards playing this week, but it would be another big hit if they couldn't have their quarterback and uh, two of their main receivers going. But I anticipate that they're going to play this week. Man, speaking of playing this week, do you want to start or do you want to stay on the sidelines? If you want to solidify your offensive line, then you need to go to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com. No waiting rooms, no appointments, no hassles. Mail enhancement right at your fingertips. I'm going to retweet it. It's going to be on my page. BlueChew.com. So, guys, remember my story last week about Blake Bortles? How we're talking about the Indianapolis game? Well, he's in the news again. This time he made his uh, debut for the Rams. Third and two. He was supposed to come in and run for it and try and get the first down. Bet Jalen Ramsey was smiling ear to ear to see his old teammate trot out again. Um, I'm going to put a video up on my Twitter of what actually happened. But it was third and two. Uh, They had him in trying to get the first down. He doesn't get it. I think he gets about a yard. Then they have their punter come in on fourth and one, and uh, they had a fake, and he ended up throwing it. He ends up getting picked off. Classic Blake Bortles, or the boat, as you will. The Bortles of all time. Sean McVay was asked about it after the game. He said he knew what he was doing. He said he had a game plan the whole entire time. But regardless, it was good to see Blake Bortles get out there and get some action. It's time for the mailbag. All right. I get it. I get it. All right. I guess they say it's time for the mailbag. Our first question comes from Chandler Adams. And he sent this question in via DM on Twitter at Across the Jags. His question is, who do you want under center long term? Minshew or Foles? Well... I want Minshew under center. It's just how I feel. Um, Like I said, he was rookie of the week. Six out of eight times he played. The team obviously loves him. The fan base loves him. Just think of all the fun, the excitement that he brings. Like I talked about last week, you know, the market has never had this much attention. Um... You know, so far, it's 13 touchdowns, four interceptions. Two of those came last game, and they were rushed and kind of garbage time. We were trying to catch up. He's had a 92.8 passer rating. He kind of could switch over to Foles. Um, I think we let him play this year out, maybe show him off a little bit, make him a commercial. Maybe some teams will come by, and then I say we trade him. Get something for him, and Minshew's our future. So I say we... Give him the ball and let him let him take off with it. You know, there's teams like Chicago, Denver, that you know who knows what they'd be willing to give up for him. But it'll be interesting to watch him play this year. Like I said, we're gonna need to know what he has or how he's gonna play, what we have in him. Um, we saw what he can do in Philly. Again, he's a Super Bowl MVP. He's got maturity. He can settle with the speed of the defenses. 
I put the poll up on Twitter. I appreciate you guys interacting with that last week about uh, who you thought should start for the Jags. Overwhelmingly, everyone said Foles, and I do agree with that. He should start now because we're paying him $88 million. But yeah, he should start now. We'll see what we have. Um, we'll make him a commercial. I'll say it again. We'll make him a commercial. Go out there. We'll advertise him. Maybe somebody like Chicago will come by and, and then let Minshew take off with it. So that's what I think. I think Minshew should be under center after we let Foles finish the year out. Okay, great question. The next one I have is from Mike Crum and Nick Herrera. These guys are going to be across the Cowboys. Um, okay. Mike Crum is at CD Piglet and Nick Herrera is at Nick Herrera. 34. So make sure to give them a like and a follow. Again, they'll be running the Across the Cowboys page. Um, they have a question relating to the Cowboys, and that is, what will it take for the Cowboys to turn it around? You know, we all got to watch the Cowboys last night. So, in order to give you uh, the answer that you're looking for, I'm going to have to get somebody on the phone, a Cowboy analyst uh, by the name of Shane Sugar, lifelong fan. He's going to uh, be able to give us the insight that we need. So I'm going to get him on the phone here and see if he can't answer this for us. How's it going, Austin? Hi, Shane Shugart. How are you, sir? Good. Good. Glad to have you on the show. You are on Across the Jags, the podcast. Feels good to be on. I'm glad you asked me to. Well, we're glad uh, glad to have a cowboy, lifelong Cowboys fan on like yourself. I, we uh, have a question we're hoping you could help us with. You gotta love America's team. What's the question? All right, so we have uh, some fans wrote in, and they they want to know what's it going to take for the Cowboys to turn things around. Yeah, so I think for the Cowboys to turn around, uh, they're going to have to get Ezekiel Elliott going. Uh, he carried the ball this weekend 20 times for 47 yards. That's, ter- that's terrible running back schemes. Like, you can't you can't have 47 yards with 20 carries. That's 2.4 yards average. Yeah, you, you might be able to throw the ball. Mark Cooper had 11 catches, 147 yards. Randall Cobb, 106 receiving yards. But you got to run the ball if the Cowboys want to win. It's plain and simple. Zeke is one of the best running backs in the league. Give him the ball, let him win the game. But if you can't get more than 47 yards, you're going to suck every game. You know, I honestly feel like, what did you say, it was 20-some carries? He had 20 carries for 47 yards. I honestly feel with 20 carries that I could gain at least that many yards. I don't <laughs> Yeah, I might get a broken leg or two, but I could, get, I could gain 47 yards and 20 carries. Well, you know, I think with the game plan... Everybody knows they're running it up the middle. They have to be a little more creative than that. Yes, they need to, they need to do some pitch plays. They need to do some, you know, uh, do some screen plays. Maybe do a reverse screen here and there. Get something different than up the gut all the time. It gets old watching them up the gut. Then Jason Garrett stands on the sidelines and something goes bad. And he's over there clapping. It's like, <laughs> rip them an ass. Rip their ass. They ain't, don't clap for them. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I think he's on the hot seat. It won't be too long before it's Kellen Moore's show or uh, 
And they got somebody like uh, Brian Hartline in there taking over. They could. They could. But there's some speculation Lincoln Riley might take over, so you never know. I I've, hope so. We'll I've see. heard that, too. All right. Well, that brings us to our second question. Uh, this is a fantasy question. For those of you that don't know, Shane is currently first place in our Middle Point Polar Bears League, uh, sitting at the top of the ladder. So, um... We want to know, is there any advice for struggling fantasy owners out there uh, to get up into first place like yourself? Yeah, so my advice is a lot of people think you need to have those young, those nice young studs just coming out of college. They're fresh off the, you know, fresh coming out of college and they're ready to play some NFL ball. They're going to be hot and ready. When all reality is you can get some, you can get some of them older veterans that can they can lead your team. They might not be like a 30-point player every week, but they're going to get you an average from anywhere from 9 to 10 to 15 points a week. That's what you need. You know, you need you need like a good backup running back like Austin Eckler. He's a great backup running back for the for the uh, Chargers. He gets the ball multiple times a game. Yeah, Melvin Gordon gets his fair touches, but you need players like that that get, get touches but might not be like a stud. Yeah, you can always count on your veterans for some consistency. Oh yeah, veterans are great, man. Like I got uh, Muhammad Sanu on my team. Played for the played for the Falcons for half the season. Gets traded to the Patriots, and now he's a freaking stud. Like he's he got me nineteen points first game as a pa- or second game as a Patriot. Yeah, I mean anytime you got Thomas. Brady throwing to you, you know, it's going to be a good yeah, day. Yeah, it's just great. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you get some veterans, you'll be great. You'll be good. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. All right, Shane, how about this one? Um, go ahead and pick us a fantasy stud that you think is going to go off this week. Any team? Yeah, so this will make you, this will make you pretty happy here. Uh, you got the Cowboys coming up this week against the Lions. They was, they've been beaten and battered by the Bears. Unfortunately, I hate, I hate to say it, but the Bears did win against the Lions. <laughs> and the Cowboys are going to beat him this week with Ezekiel Elliott leading the way. He's going to go off for a big game. I'm going to call it. He's going to have two touchdowns over 100 yards rushing. It's the only way the Cowboys are going to win any games in the future is if Ezekiel Elliott can start getting ball and moving it up the field. You know, that that is a that is a great pick. Uh, Shane's right. I will appreciate that because I got Zeke going for me on my fantasy squad. Um, I do want to take a quick caveat back. Like he said, the Bears here. If you guys remember, Corey last week called the score for the Bears game, and uh, he about damn near nailed it. He was pretty close on that. So we got to give our yeah. uh, our what Bears analyst. 20, what do you say, 21-17? They finished 20-13? to 13? <laughs> Yeah, our Bears analyst, Corey Thatcher, knocked that one out of the park. Yeah. Well, I'm calling the Cowboys and Lions. Cowboys are going to win 28-17. to 17. Okay. All right. We heard it here first. Um Ezekiel Elliott, two touchdowns over 100 yards rushing. Okay. All right, you guys heard it here first. All right, Shane, uh, we got one last thing here for you. How about if you could re- be remembered for one quote your entire life, what would it be? Well, as everybody knows, I am a, I am a Cowboys fan, Buckeyes fan at heart, but I love the sport of NASCAR. It's one of my favorite sports in the world. I watch every race every week, and I want to want to quote my favorite quote I've ever read and it's I root for two things Dale Hart Jr. and whoever wrecks Kyle Busch 
That's one thing I want people to remember. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was the best thing ever, and whoever wrecks Kyle Busch. <laughs> Raise hell, go Dale. You got it. You got it. <laughs> well, Shane, I appreciate the interview. Um, it's always good to have you on. Good friend of mine, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, I really appreciate it, Shane. Yeah, no, I appreciate you letting me be on, and uh, hope fantasy season goes well for the rest of the season. Well, it won't for me, but... <laughs> Well, you never know. My, by the way, my first round pick's available if anybody in the Middle Point Polar Bears is uh, interested, just so you know. All right, you heard it there first. All right, Shane, well, thank you very much, sir. Yep, thanks, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Shane Sugar with his take. Um, always good to hear from a Cowboys fan. Is anybody else decorating for Christmas? My wife threw the hammer down today. She said we're decorating today. So I went ahead and I uh, took a picture of some of her decorations and I put it up on the Twitter page across the Jags. You guys go ahead and take a look at that and see me, tell me what you think. Um, if you guys have some other decorations you want to message, go ahead and send them to me. I'll put them on. Hey guys, have you heard of Thrive Fantasy? You should really download the app. If you're into fantasy football and games, this is for you. Trust me, it's helped me win the league. So be sure to download Thrive Fantasy. Use code ATB, as in across the board, for a free $10 after your first deposit. Again, that's code ATB, as in across the board. Also, if you know anybody that loves sports, love to do their research, contact across the board. Who knows? Maybe you have what it takes to be America's next great podcast. We started Grinds because our background was in baseball. We've been around chewing tobacco uh, throughout the game growing up. And we're up one night at the end of our baseball playing careers and had this kind of silly idea to throw coffee in your mouth like chewing tobacco and realized we could probably take it to major minor league baseball and maybe the idea would catch on. You know, we thought it was kind of a crazy idea uh, coming out of college, and we decided to pursue it. Sure enough, we got some traction, and it started to grow from there. The product is essentially coffee, caffeine. We put a little bit of B vitamins in there, but the majority of the energy is just going to be derived from the caffeine. We obviously have a bunch of different flavors, um, so a little bit of flavoring in there as well. It was designed specifically to help people stop chewing tobacco. And the basic premise is coffee and caffeine in lieu of nicotine and tobacco. So when we first had the idea, that was back in 2009. First batch of samples went down to spring training in 2010. And then over the next couple years, you know, we took feedback, improved the product, got some traction. You know, Shark Tank came along luckily in uh, right around 2012. And in 2013, we actually did go to air. The company was shot out of a cannon from then on out. We had a business, we had a market, and now we just needed to kind of hit the gas. Obviously, the exposure uh, on being on the show was fantastic for the brand, the company. We've been able to grow from, you know, basically Pat and I filling orders to 20-some-odd employees. You know, we sort of always knew that there, there was probably some broader uses, and now, today, some of those are more relevant than even baseball is. You know, you think military, police, firefighters, hunting, fishing, outdoorsmen, you know, anyone who is familiar with chewing tobacco, you don't even necessarily have to use it. 
but is also open to the idea of using coffee and caffeine on the go. All right, guys and gals, we've reached that time in the segment where we're going to do your favorite part, catcalling. We're going to prank call somebody and have a little fun with it. So today, I've chosen to prank call the Bears Den on Lincoln. It's a local truck stop that my buddy and his family own. Uh, They do a good job there. They have great food, great service. Again, it's the Bears Den on Lincoln. And we're just going to call, see who's working tonight, see if we can't get a reaction out of somebody. So, let's hold tight. Bears Den, how can I help you? Hi, is Brent there? Yeah, this is Brent. Hi, Brent. I was curious what your special was for tonight. Um, special? Um, I don't know if I'm mad. I have to go look at the board. I was hoping, uh, how much to butter your bread? <laughs> <laughs> how much to butter my bread, huh? 50 cents? Huh? 50 cents? For, for what? I'll give you 50 cents. Alright. Sounds like a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. It's Austin. What's up, dude? Not a lot. How are you? Not shit, man. I'm good. I'm good. Just another day, another dollar. I actually have a, uh, I got a a podcast I'm doing, and uh, I was advertising for the Bears Den on Lincoln, so I said I was going to do a prank call and uh, get you on the phone. (laughs) Got you. Yeah, so I figured I'd check in. How things going, my dude? It's going pretty good. Good, good. So I told him, uh, I told him you guys just took over uh, management at the Bears Den, and they should stop out for some good specials. And you guys got great pricing and good food. For sure, definitely. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's no problem, my man. All right, my man. Well, I'll catch you later. That sounds good, man. You have right. a good night. See ya. You too. All right, folks, that's the Bears Den on Lincoln. Stop in for some specials. Who knows? Maybe they'll butter your bread, 50 cents. All right, well, we're to that point. It does it for this week's episode. I will catch you guys next week. And remember, I always let the cat out of the bag. Go Jags.